Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. In today's episode, we have a relaxed trip report with D. Dean from Refreshing Talk. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out at Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where you can receive bonus content. Or if you're planning a Disney vacation, you can support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Email josephchung at travelmation.net to get started today. If you have any questions for the podcast, connect with us, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook and Instagram pages, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Dee Dean, a longtime listener, longtime patron, and she has been supportive of us from the very beginning. We really appreciate it, Dee. And she was at Disney World over Thanksgiving. So Dee, we're super excited to have you. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thank y'all for having me. Now, Dee, for our listeners, why don't you um, tell people where they can connect with you online? You plug yourself a little bit. Let's start out there. Okay, sure. You can find me on my blog at um, refreshingtalk.com and on Instagram at happy to be D with just the B, no E. <laughs> happy to be D. Yep. That's great. Tell us a little bit about your Disney background before we uh, get into kind of the meat of your trip. My Disney background. Wow. Okay. So how long is this podcast? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so you know I'm how gonna... long it is. You've been a long time listener. <laughs> so I'm going to try and just give you the the very condensed version. Um, I had never been to a Disney park until uh, I went with my husband on our honeymoon. He and his family had gone roughly every five years since Walt Disney World opened. He was there that opening month, in fact. So when it came time for us to go on our honeymoon, we were like, hey, let's go to Disney. And I was very excited. And I have been hooked ever since. And so um, our kids who are adults, uh, young adults, have grown up going to Disney um, quite frequently. So very, very blessed to to enjoy that experience with my whole family. Mm-hmm. Wow. October 1971, huh? And then you're back 50 years later. Well, he yes. is at least. Yes. And so he was two when he went. And then here we are. So this celebration is kind of a big deal for, for us for that reason. Mm-hmm. All right. You, you aged yourself. We weren't, we weren't going to do that. But uh, <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we jump in, we just want to thank some patrons really quickly. Like we said a couple episodes ago, we've had a bunch of new patrons. And we really appreciate it. You can check us out on patreon.com slash Disney Decipher. Shout out and thank you to James M. Mike K and Thomas R for your support. We really appreciate it. And of course, thank you to you, D, for your support for such a long time. And it's great to be talking to you. Now, why don't you tell us a little bit about your trip in general? Give us kind of like the broad framework of what you were doing in Florida over Thanksgiving. Right. Okay. So um, we were spending about a week. So we came in the Friday before Thanksgiving and then left the following Friday. So just about a week with my whole family, immediate family, uh, my husband and our three uh, young adult kiddos. And like I said before, we have been going to Disney quite often. And so it is no trouble to get them on board to go on a trip. And we were just going down there for some rest and relaxation. Much needed has been a a full year on top of what has been going on with all of us. So we had planned to spend a couple of days 
in the park and then the, in the parks and then um, the rest of the time just kind of kick it in Orlando, um, take in a little Disney Springs, that type of thing. So we knew we were in for a good two days of hitting the ground running and then some resting and, and chilling and doing other activities for the rest of the time. So D, it's it's so nice to hear a fellow Southern accent again. I know <laughs> I know talking to you, mine is going to slip back into this recording. So uh, bear with me. This may be Yay. a surprise to all of uh, the listeners <laughs> that mine can come back so easily. But I know you stayed at uh, Art of Animation for your Disney days. So want to just get a quick little uh, take on on what room type you had and what sort of your overall thoughts were on that hotel. Was this your first time staying there? Yes, it was. And it was kind of one of the hotels that was on my list just because I'd never stayed there before. So we ended up getting, <laughs> as grown as we are, we ended up staying at in the car suite. Really enjoyed it. Found it to be um, plenty spacious. My people are, are tall, so but nobody had a problem whatsoever with being comfortable sleeping or otherwise. We had plenty of space. And so it was very nice. We enjoyed the, the grounds the drawings on the uh, outside of the building, you know, the uh, character sketches and everything. Just a really nice place to to stay. And the water, I didn't realize that we would be uh, up against a body of water. So that was nice to, to just kind of look at and relax with that. So yeah, we enjoyed ourselves there. Yeah, that's Hourglass Lake. It's really beautiful, especially with the skyliner running over it. Now I got to ask, there's a queen bed in the master bedroom. There's the pullout couch and then there's there's a pullout double bed that comes on the table. So with your three young adult humans, I mean, where'd you put everybody? <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. I didn't know exactly how that was going to go, but our middle daughter is very crafty and creative and likes her own space. And so it ended up being like my son on the Murphy bed and then the couch bed that pulled out, that was my youngest daughter. And then the middle daughter used the cushions from the pullout couch to create her own uh, bed and space next to the window. So everybody ended up, uh, except Art and I, everybody ended up having their own bed uh, to sleep in. So they made it work. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, as parents ourselves, we've been doing that hacking. And it's uh, funny to hear that that will continue apparently until our kids are adults, because we're doing that now. (laughs) Oh, yes, indeed. (laughs) That's awesome. If they want their space when they're nine, they're going to really want it when they're in their 20s. So yes, absolutely. That does not change. I thought it would change myself. Mm -mm. Nope, doesn't change. Well, that's great. Well, let's dive on into the days that you spent in the parks. I believe you were in the parks for two days. Is that right? That is correct. So we came in on a Friday and, you know, kind of did the usual things that you do. Get settled, settled in your room, get something to eat. I think we went to Disney Springs that evening. We really hit the ground running. But Saturday, the believe that would have been the 20th, was our first park day. And we decided to make a park reservation for Hollywood Studios because all the riders in my family wanted to ride Rise of the Resistance. And so that's where we decided to start. The next day would have been uh, the 21st and we did Animal Kingdom as our home park. The first day, I just want to back up and say the the, the Saturday, we were able to um, do park hopping. So we knew we wanted to just kind of squeeze everything we wanted to do, a lot of that and a lot of the rides on that day. And then the second day would just be kind of Animal Kingdom and, um, you know, just taking it at a different pace. Yep. 
Got it. Well, let's dive into your morning in Hollywood studios. I mean, that is the park, I guess, that is getting the most negative attention, I guess, because of crowds and, and lines and all of that. So I assume you took the Skyliner over there to for, to start your day? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and confess that I'm the one who doesn't want to ride the Skyliner. I have no interest. Um, <laughs> I'm a landlubber by nature. <laughs> it's good to hear. So, it's good to hear that perspective because I forget that this that doesn't work for everybody. And that's uh, important to think about. Yes. No. Yeah. And actually, I think it'll be great to hear because I hear they only run buses once per hour. So how did you end up getting to Hollywood Studios? Actually, Joe and Leslie, we had rented a van and my husband loves to just drive us on over. So he had no problems. He was like, hop in the van. Here we go. So we just drove on over to Hollywood Studios and there's no tram running (laughs) at this present moment. And so um, we got in a little bit of extra exercise as we walked from the parking lot to the park. I mean, we really were able to park close that time. Um, So it wasn't a a big deal. But yeah, we just hopped in the van and, and scooted on over. It was, it was a non-issue for us. We didn't rope drop per se, because we've never been that family. We've always been the hit the parks about 12 and shut it down. So for us to go in the morning early anyway was, uh, was different and a treat, but we knew we were on assignment because we wanted to get a lot of, of rides done. So we had done our work with the Genie Plus. And so we were ready to, uh, and purchase some lightning lanes. So we were ready to to hit the ground running. And we got there a little bit um, earlier, taking advantage of that 30 minutes earlier in the parks. Crowds weren't, weren't too bad at that start. Again, we're not used to getting there in the morning. So we're like, oh, this is pretty light. So uh, we got in there and, and got our day started and headed right towards Rise of the Resistance. Mm-hmm. That's great. So what had you booked at 7 a.m. with Genie Plus and then with Individual Lightning Lane to sort of set yourself up for that day? So we had gotten, I believe it was Rise of the Resistance we purchased and... Guys, yeah, I'm still trying to... Mickey and Minnie's uh, Runaway like, Railway. No worries. Okay, that's it. Okay. <laughs> no, nobody nobody had interest in riding that. Sorry, Leslie, but no, nobody in my family was like, ah. So we just did, made sure that we had Lightning Lane for Rise of the Resistance. And that went pretty quickly. We had later times, actually, the first time that popped up, and I mean, I was on it, like clock ready. The earliest time we got was 110 for Rise. And then, then we wanted to make a, a regular... Uh, reservation for Smuggler's Run, and that came up as 210. So that became our window. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you, we went uh, headed towards Rise just to see if we could hop on in the standby line. We ended up getting through the line. It wasn't too terrible. It had broken down already. So we just stayed and waited it out a little bit. We were about to say, okay, let's, let's switch gears a bit. And then the line started to move. We were able to get all the way up to like inside, right as you go in the room, just before you get on the actual ride proper. And then they were like, nope, it's not working. So we were like, took a deep breath and said, okay. So they gave us a, a, a compensation for that in our in our app so we could come back anytime that they had gotten it going again. And then we just kind of went on about our day and saw some other things that we wanted to see in that area of Hollywood Studios while we waited for the ride to resume running. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to actually eat lunch. It it got into our early lunch. We had an early lunch at uh, 
who was at the bay? Help me out. Docking, Docking Bay. Bay. That's it. That's it. So we were able to do that. And right as we were finishing, my middle daughter looked. She said, guys, it's running again. So we literally sprinted out and, and went back. And um, we were finally able to get on that ride with that pass. And then we were able to ride again because we had purchased the Lightning Lane. That's awesome. So what other attractions did you check out at Hollywood Studios? What yeah. was on your list to do before you hopped over to Magic Kingdom? Great. So Smuggler's Run was on the list and Toy Story Mania. Um, and I have to say that I am not the rider. So I'm the coordinator for, for the rides and lightning lanes and things like that with the assistance of my family. But I'm not coordinating for myself. I'm coordinating for the four of them. So they wanted to ride Smuggler's Run, Toy Story Mania. They also wanted to ride Rock and Roller Coaster, but that was that was down for the day. Like it was not it was not a good situation over there. So we never got a chance to ride that one. But those were the big ones. Not so much Slinky Dog Dash because again, my kids are adults and they're cool. They want the, the the real thrills on the on the Rock and Roller Coaster. So yeah, that's that's what we aimed to hit before we left that park. And then did you find yourself getting Genie Plus Lightning Lanes for Hollywood Studios or like after Toy Story Mania, you started getting them for Magic Kingdom for the afternoon? Like, how did you go about that strategy for yourself? Right. So I had listened to some of y'all's tips before we went. And so I kept in mind the park hopping changeover at two o'clock. And so as soon as I knew that we were good with the rides in Hollywood Studios that my family wanted to see, I just began to look for things in Magic Kingdom as my next park to go to. I had a little bit of trouble pulling those up at one point. I think it was just a a system issue. Uh, They wouldn't pull up. And so I kept walking around Hollywood Studios like, why can I not see rides for Magic Kingdom? And I ended up going to see a cast member and they were very helpful in kind of kickstarting things uh, so that we could get our our ride set for Magic Kingdom. Yep. Yeah, the cast members are working harder than ever. I think there's been so many IT glitches. In fact, as we're recording this right now, Dee, this is the first day of Genie Plus (laughs) at Disneyland. And I just mentioned to you that the app is down. So this is, you know, going to be the the new normal, I'm I'm afraid, for quite a while. I'm, I'm glad you were able to get help from the cast members and get it going again. I am too, Leslie. I'm so glad that they're available and just really know what they're doing while Disney kind of gets the the IT issues ironed out, sorted out, whatever they need to get. I'm sorry to hear about that happening over in Disneyland on the first debut day of this, but but it'll it'll get smoothed out. Yep, yep. So it sounds like you had a, a good morning at Hollywood Studios. What time did you guys decide to hop over to Magic Kingdom? Leslie, if I recall correctly, it was probably about, it ended up being about four something that we made our way over to Magic Kingdom because the rides that we got in Magic Kingdom, like Big Thunder Mountain and the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin uh, were both evening, like mm, six-ish, five, six-ish time. So we didn't feel like we had to rush or anything. And so when we finished shopping and doing all the other things that we wanted to do in Hollywood Studios... Um, then we made our way over to the Magic Kingdom because we knew we also wanted to be in position to see some fireworks as well. So tell us a little bit about the Magic Kingdom. So you went on Big Thunder, Buzz, did you do any other attractions? And then tell us, you know, how'd you set yourself up for the fireworks? So what ended up happening, Joe, was that we, um, 
got to Magic Kingdom and then my crew knew what time their windows were to ride Big Thunder Mountain and Buzz Lightyear. And I just sent them on their way because Magic Kingdom is mama's mama's park. And so I was like, y'all go ride. I'm going to go shop. And then we're going to meet up to get a little bit to eat. And we did that in um, Columbia Harbor House. That's one of our favorites. And then my middle daughter, Dominique, and I were out to go find a good place to watch the fireworks because it is a bit of a traffic. It's just a not even a traffic jam. It's just a whole bunch of people jammed up there near the castle to watch fireworks. But we were able to spy out a good spot. We had a little bit of a tree in front of us, but that's okay. And then our family came uh, to meet us once, you know, they had finished the rides, finished eating, came to meet us, and we were able to watch the fireworks together, which was quite a treat. So that's how that part of the day went. Mm -hmm. So I know we've been hard on the fireworks, or I guess maybe many of the Disney faithful have been hard on the fireworks. Uh, What did you guys think of it? I think, Leslie, as a whole, everybody just enjoyed the fireworks. Um, You know, they could, of course, my kids have grown up singing Disney tunes. So we were able to recognize our favorite um, tunes and movies throughout the show. And, you know, I think just the magic of fireworks at Disney never gets old. That, you know, you all talk about this all the time, like just... Disney fireworks in general are spectacular, probably the most spectacular show fireworks shows you'll see on the planet. So my kids are just, yeah, they'll stop in their tracks to watch a fireworks show at, at Disney. So yeah, it went fine. No complaints. I think it's just different. My favorite was back in the day was Wishes, but you know, it's not Wishes, but it's something different and we enjoyed it. All right. So let's move on to your second day at Animal Kingdom. Tell us a little bit about your experience there. I'm guessing if you bought Rise of the Resistance, did you buy Flight of Passage individual landing lanes for your, uh, I guess not for yourself, but for the other four too? Yes, we did. So Animal Kingdom was, like I said, we had planned that to be just a different pace than Hollywood Studios and and Magic Kingdom. and, And so it was. So we still got there early, but my two riders for Everest headed on back to the back of the park to to do that first. And then Flight of Passage was later on in the day, not that much later, it was still in the morning, but uh, we wanted to knock out Everest first. And we ended up purchasing the Lightning Lanes for Everest, thinking that that was going to be a little bit more because of, you know, the way the lines form, a little bit more high demand. But Yeah, I'm glad. I'm still glad we did it, but it was, I don't know that it was necessary from the time that we got there since we went, because I think you all advise too, when you go to Animal Kingdom at rope drop or, you know, early to head on back there. And so that's what we did. And they were, my husband and my daughter were able to just kind of get on there anyway. You know, the, the line hadn't really formed the way it normally does. So my daughter ended up riding a couple of times because she took my pass, sorry, my lightning lane thing. And and she rode that. So she got a good time riding, riding that ride. And then later on in the morning we did, uh, they did flight of passage. And then at night we ended up doing the riverboat ride, the Navi ride. So it was just really laid back. And then we did shopping and, you know, other things, eating and all that stuff in between. So really a different pace to the day. So had you purchased Genie Plus for Animal Kingdom as well? Were you riding Navi with Genie Plus or using the standby line? So we had purchased Genie Plus um, and it was really a different experience than the day before. I found more value in it 
the day before because of the number of rides that we were going to, we were going for. With Animal Kingdom, not so much. If I had had it to do over, Leslie, I might not have bought the Genie Plus for them. Um, But fast forwarding to the the river ride, um, a cast member was very helpful and showed us some favor because my husband was like, hey, man, (laughs) Um, my wife coordinated this for us, but we don't want to leave her out. This is like the last ride of the day. Is there any way you you know, we can get on. And so um, it's kind of, you know, at their discretion. And he was like, man, yeah, absolutely. He said, you wouldn't believe some of the um, requests that we get with with angst and, and anger. He said, you're just so nice. Yeah, absolutely. So they actually made room for me to be able to join my family and ride that ride since we had already gotten the lightning lanes for them. So that was really nice. So did you only buy four Genie Pluses? Like you were so like not going to ride, you didn't buy Genie Plus for yourself at all? Exactly. Yeah, that was my strategy, Joe, because I just know myself. I'm like, nah, it would be, it would just be a waste of money if, if I purchased the, the Genie Plus for myself. So yeah, yep, that's the way we did it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now I'm guessing you would have already told us if you had done, but I got to ask, did you get to see Kite Tails? Because Leslie and I have been dying to see this thing. You know what? I wanted to make an effort to see it, but it just didn't, it just really didn't pop up on my family's radar as much um, for that day. So no, it's still a mystery to me and to you all. Um, yeah, I, I, I haven't it's, seen it's it. It's our yet. white whale. We, we, <laughs> we got to find this thing. Yeah. That's great. We, we keep, we keep like, you know, I haven't watched any videos or anything either. So um, we just keep getting too excited about this show that's probably going to disappoint when we finally see it, but it's fun to get hyped. <laughs> now, I have a question for you. What's refreshing is you obviously take Disney parks. I mean, your family takes Disney parks at a pace different than Leslie and my Force March of Happiness. And then even you yourself on top of that, you know, you're not writing. So we would love to hear when you're at the Disney parks, you know, what are you spending your time on if you're not writing? And as a family, you guys are taking it easy. Tell us a little bit about what that experience is like teach us how the other half lives because you know leslie and i are too blinded by our obsession with attractions and frankly it's just refreshing to hear how much fun you're having even though you didn't even go on more than two or three attractions so what's that like I'm glad you asked me that, Joe. That's great. So I have to say that when my kids were the ages of y'all's kids, we did many more forced marches of happiness, especially when we did them as a multi-generational trip. So my husband's mother and his brother were with us. So she is a even bigger Disney fan than I am. And so she would already have things mapped out that she wanted her grandkids to experience. So we did a lot of that uh, on the front end. So now that everybody is um, adult age and size and we can kind of do a little bit of Disney together and then kind of split up and do uh, different things, my personal approach is that I love the Disney atmosphere period. I don't have to ride a ride. I don't have to see a show. Just just put me in a park and give me some food and I'm absolute and give me somewhere to shop and I'm absolutely in pig heaven. So that is my approach. And everybody knows mama just loves to walk up and down, say Magic Kingdom, walk up and down uh, Main Street shopping and check out the different food offerings, um, whether I'm there or in Epcot or, you know, just wherever I am, I just love to be in the Disney atmosphere and just soaking it and just looking at everything. I'm just trying to take in all the details. So that's how I live my best life at Disney. 
Indeed. I love it. And it's a good reminder. I mean, you guys were there on some really busy days. So people who are trying to do the forced march of happiness are going to hit some walls. So I think, you know, of all the days that you should try the strategy that you that you did, I mean, you made the right choice to be able to enjoy the atmosphere. So so I have to know, though, what did you buy on this trip while you were shopping? Uh, okay. So, and thank you, Leslie. Yeah, it was, um, it was very helpful and strategic to have those moments where we realized, okay, everything doesn't have to be push, push. Cause we've, we've done that. Um, so we just kind of learned how to balance that out. But, um, I do a lot of shop looking, but I'm, I'm a, a big, um, jewelry girl. So I like to look at the bags, but if you show me a pretty ring, uh, you got me. And so I ended up just purchasing a really cute kind of understated ring that just reminds me every time I look at it, because I told my husband, I said, you know, I've come to the conclusion that whatever I buy is for me. It's not for other people to see necessarily. I'm glad when they appreciate it and and compliment, but it's for me to remember our trip. And so this ring, just every time I look at it, I'm looking at it now, uh, just reminds me of the fun that we had there. And so, uh, yeah, I, I just maybe a ring and I don't know, a couple of pins. I'm easy. I like to shop, look, and then just really get the item that I know I'm going to use the most. So that's me. And then for adult children, do you still buy them souvenirs or do you make them buy their own souvenirs? We, we got to know. You got to give us a preview. For <laughs> that's a great question, Joe. Yeah. Um, so it kind of goes both ways because we're kind of like rolling a little bit of Christmas into there. So if there's something that we see they really just have their heart set on and like throughout the days they keep mentioning it. We'll, Art and I will kind of be like, okay, we need to get that for them. But for the most part, they had their own money. Yes. And so they were able to just uh, just go in and, and shop and pick out exactly what they want and pick it up with their money and keep it moving. So that's, that's a nice twist. Yeah. The dream. <laughs> it is the dream. <laughs> Well, Dee, I know uh, we talked a lot about how you did things a little bit differently, a little bit more slowly, but for folks who were doing things faster, were there any sort of tips and tricks, hacks that you found valuable to make your trip more uh, logistically smooth? Mm, That's a great question, Leslie. You know, I have to shout out my husband because he has always had like a general overview of what we want to do for the day. And that's probably going to be something that I just recommend if you want to maximize your days in the park, you, you've got to come in with some kind of plan and strategy that complements your family, that works with your family. Um, so we have a bunch of go-getters, you know, they're able to, uh, we're not pushing anybody around or whatever. Everybody's just, okay, let's go get them. So we can kind of take things um, at, a, at a different pace. Um, have, have a plan, know exactly, have a confab as a family of what rides, what attractions, with things you really want to do. And so we kind of look out for each other just to make sure everybody gets, you know, a piece of the enjoyment, so to speak. I would say if you're going to a park that is, um, that has a lot of rides that you, any members of your family want, want to ride, really have their hearts set on, then yeah, the Genie Plus option, I was not going to buy Genie Plus. I'll be honest with you guys. I was like, hmm. I don't know, but you know, that's a non-rider speaking. So when it came closer to the time, I was like, okay, yeah, maybe we can do this. And it was really worth it for us in those high demand parks like um, Hollywood Studios. Yeah, it really worked well to our advantage. And I will say this, make sure that you plan when you want to eat. So we knew that we had ride times in the morning and then my daughter likes docking Bay 7. So we had to make sure that we hit it at at the right time and use like y'all say, 
Use your mobile ordering. Use your mobile ordering. That's honestly the only way you're getting into some of these places now, especially as the crowds pick back up. We couldn't get into Docking Bay 7 without having first made a mobile order. And then you have to get this certain screen that your mobile order is in process. Then they would let you in to get a table. So mobile ordering is definitely, like y'all have said, the way to go. Yep. All right, Dee. Well, all good tips, as you know, because we know that you listen regularly. We close this out with a Disney do or don't each time. Do you have one last little do or don't tip to leave with us? Yes, Leslie, thank you for asking. (laughs) Um, I would say my Disney do is do be extra kind to the cast members. I hear you all say it all the time and it is so true. Like they're facing stresses that we just don't even, you know, don't come into our, our purview about all these changes and new things and people expecting this because they purchased that and everything, just be kind to the cast member. If you have a question, ask them because that's what they're there for. And just do it with with kindness there from one human being to another. Um, and you would just be surprised at, um, not, not that you're kind because you want to get something, but just showing kindness. And you'll be surprised at what they're willing to, to bend over backwards um, to do do for you. So yeah, extra kindness to the cast members. Much love. Yeah, well said. And knowing you in person, I know that that comes very naturally to you, but an important reminder to to everybody. Thank you. Well, Dee, thank you so much again for coming on and for sharing your experience with us. Uh, One more time, where can people find you and connect with you online? Excellent. So yes, thank you all for having me. This has been a treat for me. You just have no idea. Um, And People can connect with me on my blog at refreshingtalk.com and on Instagram at happy to be the letter B D. All right. Well, thanks again so much, D, for coming on. Thanks so much, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions or comments, you can let us know, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook and Instagram pages, Disney Deciphered. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much and D for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you all shopping on Main Street. D, we're coming with you. Thanks, Joe. Wonderful.